0: I got dumped, it's one heck of a podcast show. I got dumped, so let's introduce our hosts. Ashley Corby and Hannah Slay are gonna talk to you today all about how I got dumped. Welcome to I Got Dumped
1: a Christian-centered podcast about breakups and breakthroughs. We're your imperfect hosts. Hey, I'm Hannah Slay. After family members died when I was in high school, I chased fame and status as an actress. Then I found God seven years ago and started living for
0: Jesus. And I'm
1: Ashley Corby,
0: a stand up comedian based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I spent most of my life lost in a web of addiction and codependency. I have overcome rape trauma and domestic violence and have made it my mission to share with the world how the Lord delivered me from the pain and instability that was my life. These are our stories.
1: This is our testimony. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, we are going to talk about how to have a sense of humor about your past. Um, before we get into that, please connect with us online, at www.igotdumppodcast.com. You can see our blogs and what we're up to. And then, of course, on Instagram, I Got Dumped. Ashley, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little winded from coming up your stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. There goes the baby. That, She's got a lot to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have my baby in my hand, uh, in my lap, for this episode so if you hear some baby sounds it's not just a button i'm pressing this is a real live human baby uh um, human baby human baby
0: <laughs> unlike the other babies that other podcasters have on their show
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what these other podcasters are doing daisy say something
0: oh wow there you Look go
1: she got a little grunt okay good girl wow. All right, guys, so today I'm going to share a little story about how to have a sense of humor about your past. You ready, Ashley? I think so. All right, here we go. In many ways, I am a useless person. (laughs) 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 Okay, go on. You know what I mean, though? (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, okay, well... (laughs) We all need a good laugh right now and we're going to start out with an admission. (laughs) So yeah, I'm a useless person. I really am. Like when I was writing this and I really started thinking about how I was living in my twenties, I was like, Oh wow. Wow. Hannah. Okay. So when I was single, I often went without basic amenities Not because I couldn't afford them, but because the prospect of acquiring them either puzzled or bored me into negligence. For example, one year, I moved into an apartment that had a gas stove. But I didn't know how to call the gas company to set up my gas. And the idea of...
0: (laughs) <laughs> okay I'm <sorry.
1: laughs> and this is true I know a lot of people like don't really realize how useless I am and I honestly don't think I know how useless I am until I start to actually like admit how useless I am so I didn't know how to call the gas company to set up my gas and then the idea of paying for a separate bill outside of my rent intimidated me so I just didn't get my gas set up and I didn't have a stove for two years <laughs> Um, which wasn't a big deal because at the time I didn't cook. So I was like, whatever. And then in another apartment, I got bed bugs.
0: I, yeah,
1: I threw out. Yes. I threw out all my furniture, including my bed. Um, and so then from that point onwards, I never owned any furniture. I never owned a bed for seven years. I slept on some sort of mattress on the ground type situation true story. It wasn't that I couldn't afford a bed, but I was perplexed by all the steps facing me to get one. Like I'd have to go to a furniture store. Okay. But how do I get the bed to my place? I don't have a car. Okay. If it's delivered, do they set up the bed for me? I don't know how to build a bed. I don't own a wrench. It was all very intimidating. And I'm like, okay, it's just easier to sleep on the ground and develop a back problem. <laughs> Okay, so then when I met my husband, I was living in an apartment with no heat, but for $600 a month, it was a real steal. Only problem was I didn't have a shower or kitchen amenities, but my roommate got a guy to put in a shower, uh, but we we still only had a mini fridge and one hot plate, and I was like, wow. What is
0: a hot plate?
1: Just like, you know, just a thing you plug into the wall, and it's like a kitchen, uh, like a hot plate to like heat up a, a saucepan. Oh. Like two little, two little eyes.
0: Sounds like some depression era stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or like camping or or something, you know? So, so, but we only had a mini fridge and one hot plate to share. Like that's how we cooked was the hot plate. And I was like, wow, this is amazing a hot (sighs) (laughs) plate why didn't i think of that when i didn't have a stove (laughs) i know i know okay i'm sorry we're laughing at you i know no no this is the this is the show the show is how to laugh at your past (laughs) Yes. So it turns out my living situation was pretty shocking to an outside observer. So when Dusty, my husband, came to my place for the first time, he thought I'd catfished him because he's standing in my ramshackle apartment and he's like, I thought you were on television in Canada. I was like, Yeah, I am. He's like, okay. Can't you afford a lock on your door? I was what? like,
0: What? You didn't have a lock on your door? No. Girl. <laughs> I know. bed bugs is the only thing that you're getting in your bed
1: those are all different apartments but this is the last apartment before i moved to the states and he's like can't you afford a lock on your door and i was like oh yeah i mean i have money but why spend it you know what i mean and he was like no i don't know what you mean you should get a lock on your door and i'm like yeah i know you're right sometimes homeless people break in at night looking for drugs and i was just like looking at dusty wide-eyed and he realized i wasn't joking
0: really yeah. People were just walking into your apartment?
1: Well, we ended up putting our chair over the door so that, like, they couldn't get in. Oh,
0: yeah, under the doorknob?
1: No, like, like across there, the... the door.
0: Oh, okay. Well, little trick. You can, like, put it underneath the doorknob, uh-huh. and then they can't open the door. We, we didn't have that doesn't the... help you now,
1: but... We, okay, we didn't have those type of chairs. <laughs> we actually had <laughs> chairs that were all attached to one another, and they were old um, Toronto subway seats like New York Subway, you know, underground yeah. train. I don't know why they were in the apartment. That's oh how my yeah. gosh.
0: Did you have electricity in
1: this apartment? Kinda. Kinda. Oh my gosh. Six hundred bucks so bathurst and Bluer can't beat it, right? Um so then Dusty was just like shocked that I didn't have uh a lock. And so while he was visiting me on that trip, we went to a hardware store and then Dusty installed a lock on my door. Oh, yeah. And we're married now. And needless to say, when Dusty does his taxes, he writes me as a dependent. And (laughs) wow, there is no truer statement. So, one, okay, so this is getting into the story. This is just sort of a backstory, (laughs) kind of looking at what Hannah was like back in the day. So one creature comfort I did have in my 20s before I met Dusty was a TV. And this TV, however, was given to me by my ex-boyfriend. So this boyfriend is probably my favorite boyfriend next to Dusty. We dated for nine months, but it felt like forever. And I mean that in the best way. Um, We packed a lot of laughs and drama into nine months. It was a type of relationship where I unofficially moved into his place. It was a pretty sweet situation. He lived with his parents, but his parents were wealthy and lived in a very nice home in Toronto. And he lived in the basement of this very nice home. It was like his lair. And he was hooked up. He had full entertainment situation. He had the internet. You know, this is 2012, 2013. So he had a big TV connected to YouTube, which a lot of people have now, but back Then it was a revelation to me. So we'd hang out with our friends, smoke weed, and watch conspiracy theory videos on YouTube. And Netflix had been around for a minute, but I was a vagabond, as I've already explained. So I'd never watched Netflix before. And he showed me Breaking Bad, and I was like, wow, TV is great. I missed it. I missed TV. The last time I'd watched TV, I was like nine years old. Uh, So... Of course, I just stayed at his place all the time, you know, because like look at my living situations in my twenties. And all of a sudden I'm hooking up with this some guy with a rich pad. I'm like, this is great. And his parents gave him a credit card to burn. So and, and, and then he they gave him a car. So we just drove around the city. And because he was wealthy, he was really into going to like cool new hip restaurants. And I think being a foodie is sort of a wealthy thing to do. Like I never had any knowledge of good restaurants in Toronto because I ate mostly baked good, at, baked goods at coffee shops. Because, <laughs> you know, I was only functioning at like 75% capacity adult. Um, so with this boyfriend. 75% is pretty high. Yeah. I know it is. It's very <laughs> generous. It's very generous. So with this boyfriend, though, we were going to fancy spots, well-presented food and rustic aesthetics. And I was just like, wow, like, why have I not been trying to date rich dudes before now? <laughs> this, it was like a real revelation. I was like, wow, like, I knew I was pretty, but I did not put these two things together. This is amazing. Rich dudes is where it's at. But there were problems. Um, if you haven't gathered uh, by what I've already told you in the story, I was at a place in my life where I was. Uh, psychologically unwell. Uh, I didn't have anything going on as an actress or comedian. And I felt like everyone in the comedy scene hated me at the time. And my boyfriend was younger than me. He was about three years younger than me. And he was basically an open mic comedian with a bad attitude. So both of us at this time when we're dating spent our time smoking weed, talking smack about other comedians and complaining that no one appreciated our comedy. And eventually I started to realize, okay, I got to get out of this relationship. And then the winter comes and my birthday is in the winter. It's in December. So my boyfriend, sensing me pulling away from him, decides to throw me a surprise birthday party. It was a disaster. Okay. So this is the whole point of my story is to tell you the surprise birthday party. Okay, so this is a surprise birthday party, right? I walk into the room and everyone yells surprise, surprise. And that's when you're usually surrounded by all your friends and family. But my pothead boyfriend didn't know my family, so they weren't there. And I only had like two friends at the time and none of them could make it. So who was at my surprise birthday party? Well, a bunch of loser open mic comedians, all dudes none of them were my friends it was literally the who's who of who's not gonna make it in comedy Jeez. <laughs> yeah uh,
0: yeah you're so brutal i know
1: i know this is before i had the lord this is how i looked at people <laughs> one of the guys though at my surprise worthy party was literally a guy that had like sexually harassed me a month before so when i opened my eyes and saw him i was like traumatized I'm like, what's he doing here am i being kidnapped I was so mortified, I couldn't disguise my disgust. All these dopey comedians shuffled away, and my boyfriend explains that he convinced them to come to my party by promising to smoke them all up. And I was like, Why would you throw me such an embarrassing birthday party? This doesn't make me feel good. This just reminds me that I'm getting older and have no friends. And the only people wishing me happy birthday are a bunch of incels. And he said, I know, I'm sorry, but I have a gift for you. And I was like, What, a shotgun? Just kill me. <laughs> I was so mad at him. It was like the worst thing ever slash the best thing ever. And so he takes me to the other room and I see my president and it's a big flat, flat screen TV. Yes, Daisy. I know. I don't even know if you should be hearing this story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't understand concepts yet. She's just starting to piece together colors. I don't even know if she really, she knows who I am, but you're fine. Um, I know. uh, And he goes, so he gives me a flat screen TV and he goes, I know you want to spend more time apart, but I don't like thinking of you alone with nothing to do in your apartment. So I got you this TV. So sweet. Right. Um, but I'm still so pissed about my bleak birthday party that I don't want to say thank you. I just, I just sulk into the next room, smoke a joint by myself and wait for all the ne'er-do-wells to leave. So I can't yet. So I can yell and guilt my boyfriend more.
0: The what? You wait for the what? To leave?
1: Ne'er-do-wells.
0: Never do wells. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Okay. And that's what happens. Uh, My birthday ends. um, I yell at my boyfriend a little bit more. He sets up my TV. About a week later, we break up. Um, And I still have the TV. It's in my bedroom here in Nashville, which I watch with my husband, Dusty. Honestly, it's still holding up pretty good. So that's the story. I don't really know what the point of the story is. It's very dumb. And maybe that's the point, right? It's ridiculous. I have to admit, when I think about my life, especially on this podcast, I'm usually very serious about it, and the memories I choose to ponder over often fill me with maudlin emotions, but that's just it, the way I choose, the things I choose to reflect on is why my story Uh, or is why my story often seems so dramatic. It's not that my life is so tragic. I just only tell the sad stuff when in reality, there's a lot to laugh about. I do a lot of dumb stuff because I'm so serious. My life is ridiculous. I am a ridiculous human by God's grace. Go forth. Well, by God's grace, go I forth. All right. That's it. Daisy, do you have anything to say about your mom?
0: Oh, she's gonna cry! Oh, is she! No, no, she no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I don't think she's gonna cry. She's like that was the worst story. <laughs> so that's it. So I uh I enjoyed that thoroughly. I yeah. mean, that, I'm, I'm trying to, I have an interesting story too about the TV. Uh, about atv and relationships and uh i'm trying to see if i had any notes about it in my phone because it was such a surreal experience that happened for me but it doesn't look like
1: i do are you surprised to learn that i was so useless or are you like no that adds up based on hannah and dusty i
0: mean Not to that extent to where you didn't have a lock on your door. Because, I mean, like, you use these big words. I don't even know what they mean a lot of the time. Right. You know, so it's like you think that you wouldn't miss that a lock is for safety.
1: This is the thing about me that I've had to really, like, think about is, like, uh, I might just be dumb. I might just be kind of dumb. dumb. I'm not dumb, but like there's certain things where I'm like, whoa, like that's like, that's like, that's like what happened there? I think it's just like, I'm almost like stubborn to the point where I can always figure something out. Like, for example, if I really wanted to turn on the gas at my apartment, I would have figured it out. Yeah, or, you know, I would have called my dad to help me figure it out. But I was just like, I can't be bothered. Which is also interesting because I always think of myself as someone that's not lazy, but that's lazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there are some things that you definitely
1: overlook,
0: for sure. You know, I feel like they just kind of go over your head
1: a yeah. little bit. Yeah, because I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs>
0: don't even know if it's that you're dumb is it you're naive or you think i'll figure it out i've got it covered nothing will happen and and then you know there's the consequences sometimes yes like does that make sense like okay for example hannah little known fact about hannah hannah did not read anything about breastfeeding while she was pregnant which i think you've said on the podcast i don't think i'm outing you in any way right which is kind of funny but also it's like well i think that's kind of crucial that you know you know how to the ins and outs of breastfeeding.
1: You know what? And the reason I chose to not do that is (sighs) I've been so burned off of education. Like I've just found that every time I turn to education in my life, it, it, it has made me less good at what, at, at the thing I was doing. Like I was a really good natural actor. Right. And then I took all these acting classes and by the end of my acting career, I feel like I was a worse actor.
0: I mean, I know what you're saying. Cause I agree to an extent, but I feel like sometimes
1: you have to read the manual, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just did a lot of Googling the first month and a half with this. With Daisy. <laughs>
0: uh but i have a a funny story about tvs because i think that you should get rid of that tv that you and dusty have if it's from a previous relationship yeah because and i'll tell you how why i mean i'm not gonna tell you exactly why i think that because i don't want to sound crazier than i already do but when i was with my ex-boyfriend i don't know if i've told you this story when i was with my ex-boyfriend when i was 26 the one who was violent we used to watch a lot of TV together, and he had me take out a credit card and buy this TV. And it was like this big-selling TV of that year, right? So when I leave him, he's like, you can take everything, but don't take the TV. Well, of course I'm going to take the TV. Oh, he's I mean, so he, Come vindictive. On, yeah, you know? yeah. So then he's like, nobody will ever love you the way that I – nobody will love you more than me. And then he punched the TV. And so it had like this little mark on it. But you couldn't really tell. But I took the TV, and I took that TV. I moved back in with my parents. I took that TV to my parents' house. I had that TV when I lived in Chicago. I had that TV when I lived in Antioch, Tennessee. I had that TV in another apartment in Antioch when I lived with my ex-boyfriend. And then one day, my ex-boyfriend in two thousand. 18 or, or no, in 2019 was like, I want to get a new TV. And it was a thing. I was like, we already have a TV. You could buy so many more things uh, instead of spending your money on this TV. So he gets a TV, okay? So he gets this huge, nice TV. And so we take my piece of crap TV that I've had for the past 10 years. And we move it into the dining room and sit it on the floor. And it was like there was a huge shift in the atmosphere of the way the living room felt all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It was like that TV had some kind of darkness over it, right? And so uh, I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to throw this TV out. And I threw the TV out, and uh, I think I I tried to sell it, but then I was like, I'm just going to get rid of it. And I just threw it out. I mean, it was old. And... uh, Within a day or two, it dawned on me that I needed to get out of that relationship as soon as I threw away the TV. Wow. And I am convinced that when my ex said nobody would love me again more than him or whatever it was he was he said i feel like he cursed it
1: yeah i was gonna say it sounds like a curse yeah
0: i feel like he cursed it and i took that curse and i carried it on with me throughout my life for 10 years and then i got happened to get involved with an, an abusive boyfriend again he was emotionally abusive he wasn't physically abusive so i'll throw him that um But it was like, once I got rid of the TV, the whole thing dawned on me. I was like, I am stuck in a relationship that's similar to the last relationship, and I got to get out. And I don't think I ever would have seen it. It was like blinders came off when the TV was gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not going to hear an argument from me. I definitely think I should probably just get rid of the TV.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I just need TV. don't need the anything from any relate no. any previous relationship. I mean, I still have the bed that I shared with my ex-boyfriend and I can't wait to get rid of that. But it's not like I'm out here balling and I have money to go buy a new bed. But it's definitely on the list. But I got rid of anything else that was from that relationship.
1: What do you think about the idea, like the concept of like, you know, because this is what I think, like when i look at my life through a certain way i'm like wow so much darkness and sadness and tragedy and there was but then when you look at it on on another way you're like that's that's all all that's kind of hilarious too yeah
0: a hundred percent you know and it's
1: just like how you choose to tell it like are you gonna tell it as a tragedy today or are you gonna tell it as a comedy
0: <laughs> yeah I think you have to be in a good place at like looking at yourself too and 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 being able to laugh at yourself right and, you know like because think because if you're just like always feeling sorry for yourself you're gonna look mm-hmm. back at your life and be like that was so sad I can't believe that happened to me which I'm not saying you can't sometimes do that because you can but when you can look at it and be like wow man I was really naive right holy crap
1: Yeah, is there anything that you've shared on the podcast that you think, like, seen through the comedic lens, you could retell it in almost, like, a different way? I'm sure everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, scrap all the, you know, first whatever. How how many? 20 episodes almost?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just retell it
1: retell it as if it's a it's
0: a comedy i mean i guess the rape stuff i guess retelling that as a comedy wouldn't probably be too good but yeah i mean i feel like at any point you could be like well of course ashley you shouldn't have been taking xanax and chugging budweiser you <laughs> know <laughs> why are you surprised that, that happened the whole brooke thing
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i was on a lot of pain pills <laughs>
1: <laughs> me or brooke brooke was on a lot of pain pills yeah <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to remind myself too. Like, and when I was because re- you know the thing is too is, and I don't, I don't know if it's because I had a baby, or I've just gotten older. Um, but I, I've just been not wanting to tell as many sad stories. Like I've been wanting to, and maybe it's because of the way the world is right now. It's like I I I need to like not focus on sad stories. I need to think about funny things right now because th- yeah. everything's so heavy right now in the world. But. But a part of me has just been wanting to just, like, you know, think about, because this is the thing I always thought about with me in comedy, too. Like, I never connected as a stand-up, I don't think, but I do think myself as a character or person or idea is, is a bit ridiculous. And I I think people that know me get that, but I could never, like, just write a joke to explain it, you know?
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So telling stories is a little bit easier because you can just say like, "Hey, I'm a useless person. I mm-hmm. didn't have a lock on my door. Uh, yeah, I didn't said. have a, a stove for a while. I got bed bugs and just never went shopping again." <laughs> like
0: I just like when you say I have bed bugs, you're so nonchalant about it. When on when bed bugs is like one of the things that horrifies me more than anything else on the entire planet.
1: Oh yeah, no, it was a bad experience. What happened was I moved into this apartment. And I, I was in there maybe three days and I found bites on my uh, on my legs. And I was like, this seems like bed bugs. I looked it up, seemed like a bed bug. And I told my new landlord, literally been there less than a, than a week. My landlord said, there's nothing I can do about it unless you find a bed bug and prove it to me. And it was the easiest thing to do. Like literally, oh, literally found oh a bed God. bug like that day, crawling on me in the middle of the day. I captured it, showed it to him. I mean, this is another example of how stupid I am though. He was like, "Okay, uh, you, how do you capture uh, it first off?" Well, you just pick it up. You, you touched just, it? I don't know, would put it in a jar, just scoop it up into a jar, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. I mean, it's not like a poisonous snake. I mean, that's, to me they are though. Right. Well, they're nasty, but they're not like, uh, you know. So the guy's like, "All right, you got me. There's bed bugs in this apartment." He's like, You got me? Like he already knew? Probably. He's, <gasps> this shady landlord. He was like, "But he and I was like, "Well, you know, so the, so the normal thing you do" The normal thing that you do is I want a refund. I want first and last month, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, look, we could do that. Or I could move you into another apartment that I have next door. No. Yeah, that's what I did. (laughs) I just didn't want to move. Yeah. I just moved. I was just like a single idiot. And I was just like, dude. And so I just walked literally like next door, next door. And I was like, please let there not be bed bugs in this apartment. And there probably was, but I never found any bed bugs in my room. In my yeah, because if apartment. you
0: get a bed bug in one apartment, they usually go to another apartment. I mean, that's how. I mean, it was right next door. Yeah. I'm not even like
1: exaggerating. Like it was, like, it was yeah. apartment next door. And it sucked because it was not as nice of an apartment, but it did not have bed bugs. But that's the kind of stupid shit I would do. Where it's like, you know, the normal wise thing to do is just like not even do business with a landlord like that and just find a new apartment. But I, you know moving is so stressful especially when you don't have a car you don't have friends yeah you, you know you just don't you don't want to do it so right. you're just like frig man i'll just walk my stuff across the yard
0: yeah i i, I get it i get it um i would have had a full-blown panic attack and i mean bed bugs is the no only, it sucked. i don't know it's i don't know what it is about bed bugs but no it sucked. like
1: i threw out all my stuff thing. i threw out my bed i threw out my mattress uh, i threw out my childhood stuffed animal oh uh, yeah john candy yeah, I named him John Candy. That's so cute. Yeah, and I just threw him out. Well, you had to, though. I know. But it was real sad. And then I went home to my, my home, my, my dad's place. He treated me like, you know, quarantine. Uh, maybe like, I had to take off all my clothes before I went in the house, put them in a garbage bag before yeah. I went in the house. <laughs> he had to give me an extra set of clothes before I entered. Yeah, yeah. bed bugs is yeah. a heavy thing. Yeah, I threw out everything. And I, like, literally never really owned anything after that. And that's why when I moved in with Dusty, I didn't have anything but, like, a TV, a laptop, and then clothes and a car, which I had just acquired. All right. I think All this right. baby's probably had a better enough of our podcast. Yeah. Any final thoughts?
0: Uh, uh, man, I guess we're letting a baby call the shots now. So.
1: What do you think, Daze? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's pretty hot in here. All right. All Thanks, right. guys. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks, yep. bye Bye-bye.